Hey there, Tom Block. Thanks for tuning in to Front Row Knowles. Appreciate the fact that you guys have stomached Keith and I for as long as you have. We enjoy bringing the show your way and appreciate your patronage. Want to remind you, by the way, that the season ticket renewal deadline is rapidly approaching. It's in mid-April, April 15th. If you haven't renewed your season tickets for football, go ahead and do so for the 2022 season. A lot to like based on what we've seen so far at spring practice. For all the information, go to Seminoles.com backslash tickets. Uh, that's if you're going to renew. Or if you want to get tickets for the first time, you can get a reserve seat for all home games. Uh, they range in price from 330 bucks to 800 bucks uh, all in, depending on the seat location. Again, Seminoles.com backslash tickets to answer those questions as we count it down to the 2022 campaign. That said, let's count it down to the start of Front Row Knowles, which is right now. Broadcasting from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is Front Row Knowles with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Good day, everybody. Tom and KJ back with you. Keith, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Hot. I am hot, but I'm doing well. I, on the other hand, I have some test anxiety, Keith. Uh-oh. Family's going on a cruise next week, and we have to test negative to get on the cruise ship. So Friday's a big day. This is not a political statement about where people are on COVID or tests, but I had read about the anxiety that goes with it, and that's where the Block family is right now. Tommy, Tommy, let me calm your fears. Let me calm your fears. After your scholastic career, you have failed enough tests that it will be easy for you to test negative. It's almost like that was scripted, Keith, and I appreciate that you <laughs> But I can't get a tutor and retest. That's the problem. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, but I, I appreciate where your head's at. Appreciate everybody tuning in, as always, to Front Row Knowles. We have uh, reached the doldrums of summer, uh, which we talked about a little bit last week, except that there was news on the Florida State front this week. And let's follow up on this, Keith, because you and I talked about it. We touched on it at the end of last week's show. I'm not sure how many folks uh, caught that portion, but uh, obviously I was interested in, in uh, Gene Deckerhoff's job, and it didn't come to fruition. And uh, there, there's two ways I can go on this, Keith. I could be bitter or I can be better. And I'm going to choose the latter and uh, pleased to welcome the new voice of the Knowles, Jeff Colhane, to the show coming up in our next segment. Look forward to that conversation. Uh, I will make sure, and I'm sure he already knows, that you were my pick. That has no reflection on Jeff. Uh, I just think that that was the direction I would go in, but I didn't make that decision. So now that it's made, uh, we are a member of this uh, university. We are both graduates of this university. We've spent a lot of our careers talking about sports with this university. So we will welcome Jeff. I think listeners will be very pleased with what they end up with once they get to know him. Uh, I will tell our listeners, and, and Tom, you were to the forefront. Uh, he's already reached out to a bunch of people. Uh, he's already doing the things that need to be done to uh, uh, facilitate the transition. And uh, it'll be exciting for our fans to get to know him and him to get to know our fans. Exactly right. So that that conversation is coming up. Keith, I appreciate you uh, getting my back. But I mean, uh, I, at this point, if you don't get my back, whose back are you going to get? I mean, you're you're running out of folks, aren't you? I think pregnant pause is the only thing I can do right now, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> understand understand no thank you for thank you for your words we'll come back we'll uh, have this conversation with jeff right after this on front row Knowles. some battles are worth fighting they build character and teach important lessons 
other times, the more we resist, the longer we stay stuck. When a simple change would change everything. Is your bank holding you back? Try my bank, Prime Meridian Bank. Changing is easy. We'll show you how. Prime Meridian Bank. Tallahassee, Crawfordville, and on the web at trymybank.com. Member FDIC. Hey folks, Austin Hobson with Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia. And our summer super sale starts now. The weather's hot and the deals are hot. You already know you're going to get your best deal on a new Chevrolet like this 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. But what you didn't know is we sold so many new cars last month, we took in these great one-of-a-kind trades. Like this all-wheel drive Subaru, this 21 GMC Yukon, this 2019 Honda Touring fully loaded, and even an O2 Chevy Corvette convertible. you got to come see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Front Row Knowles is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Now back to Tom and Keith. Welcome back to Front Row Knowles. Let's open up that Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together. And say hello to the new voice of the Florida State Seminole, Jeff Colhane. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Welcome. How are you, sir? Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. Tom, I'm great. I uh, appreciate you reaching out and connecting with me the last couple of days. And um, the, the last few days have obviously been uh, been a blast. It's been, been a lot of fun for me and for my family. And Keith, it's a pleasure to talk to you, the great broadcaster that you are and Seminole legend yourself. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and talk with you boys. Well, we're happy to welcome you to the family. Although uh, before we came on the air, we were discussing the fact that you were going to have to get used to the heat. And you reminded us that it's pretty hot where you're at. So I'll just tell you, you got to get used to the humidity. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll, I'll tell you, Keith, um, we've been through uh, the last six Fargo winters. So uh, my family and I will take every percentage of the humidity that the Gulf of Mexico can throw at us, my man. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to leave the shovels and the snow blowers behind and uh, welcome in some of that extra layer of, uh, of sweat. So we're ready to rock. Well, it's good you have that attitude because every percent of humidity that can be thrown at you will be thrown at you on August 27th when Florida yeah. State kicks off the season against Duquesne. I don't remember an August game, and I've I've been around here a while, so that yeah. one is going to be toasty to say the least. Yeah, we're um, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if they want to put the the behind the mic cams on us, or, you know, in the booth or are you on the sidelines? But shirts might be optional that day, and that's not a good thing for anybody. <laughs> Well, that's, that's that not going to help sell tickets. So let's let's pause right there for a second. They'll leave me at home. I'll be at the house. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I think, you know, fans that, that follow the news and that listen to this show have, have read the release and know a little bit about your professional background. But let, let's go deeper to that. When, where where did you grow up? What started your uh, your interest in love and sports and, and your desire to do this? Yeah, my hometown is Mitchell, South Dakota, guys, and grew up in the upper Midwest, and sports have always been a part of my life and my, you know, my family's lives and backgrounds, and um, played uh, played college football at a much lower level than Florida State University, played a year of college baseball as well, and, you know, I've always, uh, have always wanted to be connected to sports, and broadcasting and radio have been a big part of my life for a long, long time, you know, growing up. Uh, the radio is always on in the Colhane household, whether we woke up in the mornings or you're listening to a high school game or a college game at night on the weekends or a hoops game, uh, you know, in the in the winter months. And so uh, radio is always big. And um, uh, my dad was a guy that grew up as a, you know, as a, a part time broadcaster. He was also a public address announcer for our local high schools and colleges. And I tag along with him to the 
to the radio booth uh, when I was a little kid. And then, you know, my, I have an uncle as well, who gave me my first full-time job opportunity out of college at radio stations he owned as well. And he was, he was in TV and radio. And so my first, uh, my first opportunity to step into a radio station, I was 14 years old, part-time weekend shift at an oldie station, uh, playing oldie songs and uh, news, weather, and sports updates, KORN Radio in Mitchell, South Dakota, a long time ago. And um, so I've uh, been hooked ever since. And, and, uh, and obviously, you know, what a, what a profession we get to call, you know, a job. It's a, it's a dream come true every day. Keith used to listen to that oldie station, by the way. I don't know what it was, but those, he's, he's your demographic right there. I have them memorized. I like it. We were, you know, we, we, uh, little, little bye-bye American pie when I needed to go to the bathroom and let that run for about eight, nine minutes, you know, uh, to get a little break. So we timed them out perfectly, Keith, to try and give ourselves a little breather, those longer songs back in the day. Jeff, our listeners will it will come in no shock to them. I, I lobbied and wanted very much for uh, my partner uh, Tom to get this job. Yeah, uh, but I've been unbelievably impressed with your uh, attitude and your willingness uh, to engage. And so, uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, uh, know that we will. Uh, we miss Gene. I had the privilege of doing over 600 games yeah. with him over yeah. a career. And uh, I know he's excited about you being on board. And uh, Tom, uh, you know, hopefully will continue to do what he does for FSU. And uh, it's going to be a new era. It's going to be a new time. But just talk about your thoughts and and how you're approaching, you know, filling in for somebody that will be so endeared to to the fan base that you're going to have a natural reluctance. But but that's also a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, Keith, I look one. I totally, I totally get it. You know, I totally understand um, the feelings, the thoughts. You know, I've been really appreciative of Tom. You know, he shot me a text the other day, and um, I try to get back to him right away, and shot him a voicemail. We connected earlier this afternoon, and you know, I, I, I understand the feelings. I understand the emotions um, as well, and so, um, you know, I'm, I, I've, I want to be a part of this team. You know, I've listened to, to, to the, the broadcast here over, you know, shoot, I was listening to, to Gene and Barnon and Tom mowing my lawn in Fargo Labor Day weekend last year for the Notre Dame game in Fargo. And so um, I've, you know, even though I'm someone that's not from Tallahassee or didn't go to school at Florida State University, there's, for whatever reason, been sort of this unique, direct, indirect connection, I guess, with, with a special place. And so... Um, you know, I, I understand the, the feelings and I, I certainly uh, hope to, to be working with, with Tom, you know, in the upcoming season and years to come as well. And, um, you know, Gene, uh, a legend, you know, a legend. Um, you guys know him. You guys have worked with him. You guys have spent the time off the mic with him, which I'm sure is even more fun than, than on the mic at, at times on certain days. Right. And so, you know, I, um, uh, he's an inspiration to to so many. Um, he means a lot to not just I'll tell you not just Seminole fans to people outside of of that circle as well. He's been an inspiration for me. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him here soon and talk with him when he gets off vacation. And I can't wait to meet him face to face and pick his brain and uh, get any advice that he wants to throw my way uh, as well. Might give him a hard time and say, could it just been 15 or 20 years and not half a century you were there? That might have made things a little bit easier from a transition standpoint. But 
uh, all joking aside, I just, I think you guys got a great team uh, with the broadcast down there. I know Keith, you guys did so much hoops together and um, you know, he, he's a big part of your life and you know, it's his broadcast booth. It certainly you're not going to replace Gene Deckerhoff, but you just hope to carry on uh, the excellence that he has brought to the table every time he's, he's been on the air. Well, to that point, it, it is his booth, and and I'm sure they'll honor Gene at a game this fall, and they need to name the damn booth in his yeah. honor, just like the I agree. press box is named for Bill McGroth, the longtime columnist and writer for the Tallahassee Democrats. So I, w- I would assume that's in the works. Uh, and you, you are correct, by the way, the off-air stories about Gene – uh, are even more colorful and fun than the ones we share on the air. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not sure how, how long the statute of limitations runs on those, but we'll just leave those alone for now. Um, who did you grow up listening to? Who was, who was your favorite broadcaster when you were growing up or who were you some know, of the guys? I, you yeah. You know, um, we, we, we lived in a, a state where there weren't a lot of pro sports and we didn't have division one athletics. And so Big time sports. Uh, the big time sports were high school sports and the local colleges. And so, growing up, I listened to a lot of our our local, uh, you know, radio guys from the, from the different towns that broadcast their, you know, their high school sports. And they, those would be the guys that would broadcast the NAIA, you know, football and basketball games and Division Two as well uh, back in those days. And so. Um, a lot of names that that uh, probably mean more to me and probably people that, that Seminole fans don't know or haven't heard of. But, but from a national standpoint, you know, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, you know, Sean McDonough has been a guy for me um, that I have gotten to know a little bit. He's been a, a friend, a mentor. You know, he's called just about everything uh, during his life and, and during his uh, heralded career. Um, Kevin Harlan's a guy that's had an impact on me. I don't know Kevin personally. But just his sound, you know, overall is something that if you if you could be born with that and, and develop into it somehow, man, you take it every day of the week. And, you know, I, Tom, I've just I've been able to be to be pretty lucky to be at some other places with people that I think everywhere you go, it's about relationships. It's about developing those uh, those friendships. And for me, I've taken a, a piece of every place I've been and, and kind of carried it with me, you know, in Nebraska. Uh, with guys like Greg Sharp and Lane Grendel, who's now a play-by-play guy with Bob Euchre and the Brewers Radio Network um, in Morgantown with Tony Caridi and his crew at West Virginia, you know, and then and then here certainly uh, with a lot of great people at North Dakota State. So, um, you know, growing up in South Dakota, you have a, a lot of small-town guys that you look up to when you turn the radio on, and and those were uh, those were some guys early on in my life that made an impact on me. Jeff, we always talk about the Seminole Nation and the Seminole family. Tell us about your family. Yeah, I um, man, I'm blessed, Keith, to have uh, a great supporting group. You know, talked about my dad and his impact on me in broadcasting. And, you know, he's the big, a uh, big reason, the reason why I have the work ethic that I do, preparation, uh, trying not to leave uh, a, any stone unturned, right? And so uh, my parents have been extremely supportive. Steve and Bonnie, my sister, Jen. My wife, Sarah, uh, any days uh, expecting our second child. Um, so let's just, you know, rip off all the Band-Aids at once and, and you know, do this right <laughs> at the same time. And so she's an absolute star, man. She, uh, uh, I can't, she, you know, her, her support and just willingness to, um, you know, uh, allow me to pursue my career and follow my dreams has been unbelievable. And 
my son Alexander just turned three years old last Friday. So um, got a special family. Uh, they have been great for me. And my son's getting, getting the war chant down. He's getting it going. He's getting pretty close. We're still working on it, but he's not too far away for a three-year-old. So he's working. Well, Jeff, Tommy, Tommy, you know what I'm fixing to do, Jeff. I got to introduce you. This is the dance. You know what this dance is? Give me the dance. Is, Talk to me. This is, I ain't got to do that no more. <laughs> My youngest just turned 35. I ain't got to do that no more. <laughs> I like it. Once he starts doing that, Keith, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, Keith, for the record, I don't have to change diapers anymore either. So Yeah, but I've been do doing this that. for a while with you, Tommy. I've been doing yeah, it for no, a while. I know. I know. I thought you were going to put in a pitch for my daughter, who's, you know, babysitting age. So as you, uh, you know, get comfortable and eat some yeah. sitters. Let, but I like the way you think. I like the way you that. think. You know, by the way, this is this is where you talk to Coach Norvell and ask if he wants to leave for road trips on Thursday so you can get an extra night's sleep. I mean, don't tell your <laughs> wife I said that, but maybe just ask yeah. Mike how he feels about that. Jimbo used to do it back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i make sure and talk to Bruce Warwick as well and say, what do you think? We go to New Orleans, maybe – you know, one one extra dinner on uh, in the quarter for us. Get some uh, trim boil going. What do you think? Let's do it. That might be a tougher sell on the home front. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what's your exactly. What's your first memory? I, I'm always curious about this because Keith and I, you know, Keith played at Florida State. I went yeah. here and have been around it for a while. Right. Uh, but from a national perspective, and certainly South Dakota, you're on the other side of the world from Tallahassee, right? Growing up. So, what's your first memory of Florida State? I mean, what, what do you think of, when do you remember seeing Garnet and Gold or Bobby yeah. Bowden or whatever it was? Yeah, for me, late 80s into the early 90s, that, that era, um, prime time, Deion Sanders, uh, high stepping at uh, Memorial Stadium in Clemson, um, you know, uh, that first national championship in 93 against Nebraska, you know, two legends, Bobby Bowden and Tom Osborne, both chasing their first national titles in that game in the Orange Bowl. And um, the back and forth nature of that of that matchup and Charlie Ward and, you know, bar none, William Floyd doing his thing. And um, that, you know, that for me, that that 99 team was just so dominant, Tom. I, you know, watching watching that group from afar and um, the, the stars of that team, Peter Warwick, just uh, one of the more explosive players I've ever watched uh, at any level of, of football. Right. And so you know, watching that team go through and dismantle everybody and beat up on Virginia Tech and Michael Vick and the Sugar Bowl. And um, those were some of my my earliest memories. I've kind of got, you know, you talk about connections and a little bit of that. I um, When I was in Morgantown at West Virginia, I, I called games for West Virginia women's basketball. And the head coach, his name is Mike Carey, uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia native, great friends with Jimbo Fisher. And so Got to hear stories about Jimbo and um, those two would stay in contact and Coach Carey would visit, visit Jimbo in Tallahassee from time to time. And um, uh, obviously that that 2013 team as well with Jameis Winston and and uh, the crew were were outstanding. And so those are some of my recollections. But the earliest ones, uh, I think you kind of go back to late 80s, uh, early 90s for me with some of Bobby's uh, great teams looking to break through and win that that uh, top prize. Keith, send them some of those reel-to-reel tapes from when you played, okay? I still got them on VHS also. I, I, I make you get that and, uh, and dig them up. Keith, I was looking up some stuff on you. You uh, were a part of Coach Bowden's first recruiting classes, and uh, you, you, went, you went safety and not quarterback. Back I did. In the day. 
Yeah. Thomas heard this. Our listeners have heard this. Yeah. But I learned early on it was much better to be a hitor than a hitty. Amen. <laughs> Plus, we had Amen. Jimmy Jordan and Wally Woodham always already here. So I, I, I didn't stand much of a chance. <laughs> Keith, well, and Keith was, uh, this is not intentional, Keith. This is just straight fact that you were a little before my time. So I, I didn't grow up watching you play uh, for FSU. But I've heard all the stories, and they get a little more embellished each time I hear them, which I can Oh, I started 173 games. I was 17-time <laughs> All-American. Just ask me. <laughs> Jeff, we'll, we'll wrap things up here. But uh, a, a formal, informal, whatever this counts is, uh, welcome, welcome to the team. And yeah. does Tallahassee count as the big city for you, by the way? Um, what, what, what's Fargo got? I don't know. Yeah. Fargo's Fargo's got a, an area that's a little over 220, I think population wise, you know, Lincoln, Lincoln was a little over 250. So I think Tallahassee a little bit bigger than Lincoln, I believe from a, yeah, population if, you got, if you count the County, then we're probably a little bit bigger, but you know, Lincoln, Lincoln's 50 miles from Omaha, which has a million folks yeah. in it. The 50 right. miles from here, you're not going to find a million, anything except trees. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. No, I, I tell you, I, I, um, it's an honor, guys. It really is. I, I just want you to know it, it means a ton to me. And, um, you know, I hope I hope Seminole fans, um, you know, uh, realize how excited I am to, to be a part of this thing. And, you know, Tom, I can't wait to connect with you more and more and um, obviously uh, hope to work with you as much as possible. And so um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. Sounds good. Safe travels. Uh, good luck to your wife uh, as you welcome another one to the world, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you, guys. Tom, Keith, I appreciate you. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Colhane, the new voice of Florida State. We'll take a break and come back with more Front Row Knowles right after this. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Your local independent auto owners agent is the Earl Bacon Agency. Call us at 878-2121 or visit us on the web at earlbacon.com. Some battles are worth fighting. They build character and teach important lessons. Other times, the more we resist, the longer we stay stuck. When a simple change would change everything. Is your bank holding you back? Try my bank, Prime Meridian Bank. Changing is easy. We'll show you how. Prime Meridian Bank. Tallahassee, Crawfordville, and on the web at trymybank.com. Member FDIC. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. Back on Front Row Knowles, Tom and KJ, and uh, we, we continue. Appreciate you guys joining us as always. A uh, little programming alert here. I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Keith, it's been a while since I've pulled this one out, but whenever you and I talk about a best of show, it's all relative. It's the best of what we've done that exactly. we may piece together to, to exactly. fill in next week's show because I'm going to be on vacation. And Wednesday, I will be somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean. And with due respect, I'm not going to start a Zoom so I can talk to you, Keith. 
Well, if it were anyone else, I know you would do it, but because it's me, you refuse, so that's okay. Exactly right. But we'll, we'll look back at some of the interviews we've done and we'll, we'll put them uh, in the show for uh, next week. Uh, reacting to Jeff's comments, uh, first of all, appreciate him joining us and, and uh, welcome him officially to, to Tallahassee. He and his family will get situated here in the next couple of weeks. That is, that is a lot when you're uh, expecting a newborn, you got to pack up and move across the country. I didn't, I didn't do the second, but I did when Reagan was born. I changed jobs and started working at the Alumni Association, had no idea what I was doing just as my daughter was born, my first child. And as an only child, it wasn't like I had ever changed a diaper or done any of that. So I did do that all at once in, in one fell swoop. And that could be a little overwhelming. <laughs> well, he will go back to his wife and tell him about Jones doing the stupid, I don't, I don't have to do that no more dance. And I will probably have to spend a lot of time with his wife uh, trying to redevelop and rebuild any trust that she has in me for me being a smart aleck in that particular instance. You know what went through my head? I don't know why I jumped to this, but he talked about the 99 team and Peter Warwick. And uh, Peter Warwick just had a birthday. And of course, uh, he's on the, I don't want to know how old Peter Warwick is. Nobody do the math because that just means I'm old too. But he's on the College Hall of uh, Fame ballot, as we talked about. But if you look back, Keith, over the years, and I'm sure not to, not, not to turn this into a, uh, a sad segment, but, but Peter Warwick not winning the Heisman in 99, and I get there was a transgression off the field, and I understand why he didn't. But when you look at him now, when I've talked to him, when he comes back and how much he cares about the university, and uh, he, he's not a bad guy. It, it, it was, he made a mistake, but that, that's one of the things that I look back on. And, man, that one, he, he was a Heisman winner until the transgression. You know, I equate, the only other thing I equate to that disappointment, because I agree with you, uh, he, he was the most exciting player. To me, he was more exciting than Dion because he got an opportunity to get his hands on the ball more. I mean, that's just, you know, the difference between a receiver and a, and a defensive back. Obviously, they both returned punts. But my other disappointment is a corporate disappointment, and that would be the 2000 Orange Bowl. You know, Winky's senior year, Florida State had won the national championship in 99, and having Snoop Menace not be able to participate and, 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 and all the great things that he had done. And so I do. I look at that lost Heisman for, for, for Pete, and I look at that lost national championship, and there's been no better ambassador for Florida State than, than Marvin Menace, for those that don't know his formal name, than Snoop. And uh, he continues to this day, as does Pete, and be involved in the, in the program. Those are my big disappointments. You know, everybody says, well, shouldn't Coach Bowden have gotten some more championships? Well, see, I know Coach Bowden, and I know what he was. Those championships were important, but that wasn't what made him up and wasn't what made him who he was. Uh, but Pete getting that trophy would have been nice, and Snoop getting that championship along with Winky and the rest of them would have been nice. See, I was hoping we wouldn't spiral down into this kind of topic, Keith, now that I brought it up. I mean – do you want to go ahead and talk about 97 in Gainesville or 91 and 92 and 87 Miami while we're at it? Or you just want to let those lie? I'd prefer not to. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've evoked or 96 those in New Orleans or, 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 or. <laughs> well, I will say this. Now this is that let's, let's, here's a way to spin this forward. So we know what, and my dog's barking now, cause he doesn't want to hear us talk about this either. Uh, the Jacksonville state loss last year, Keith. Obviously a low point, obviously not anything anybody wants to remember. But, but to me, there wasn't anything truly at stake. 
those other dates and games we just mentioned, everything hung in the balance. So I know that doesn't excuse what happened there. But to me, when I when I hear people comment, it was the worst loss ever, what what have you. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I, I got to go back to where there was something hanging in the balance to the ones that really ripped your heart out. That disappointed you. You didn't want to read what your rival fans said about you on social media, but it's a it's a different level than the ones that really rip your heart out. Boy, this is going to be a fun segment, Keith. Well, I think what we've got to do is just redirect our, our focus. Um, obviously, FSU has not performed well on the football field the last couple, three, four, five years. So now the opportunity is there. Uh, you and I, as we've self-professed to our listeners, we're not big recruiting uh, gurus. Uh, we got Fishbine and the others to help us with that, Bob. Uh, but, you know, they've signed 10 offensive linemen in this class. They only signed 10 offensive linemen from 2017 to 2019. So Coach Norvell knows what the issues are. He knows where the weaknesses are. He knows what needs to get better with this program. Now, is the pressure on him to achieve? Absolutely. That's the world we live in. But we saw incremental progress after that loss. And, and we were very excited for the most part about the latter half of the season and, and looking at what was happening in spring. And now we're starting early. We've got that early kickoff against Duquesne on the 27th of August. It's now time to get back to work and start building this thing back to where we all know it can be. And this begins the process. No, it does. And Florida State announced on, on Tuesday that a couple more prospects are officially in, a, a 6-7 OL, to your point, a, a freshman uh, D lineman as well. So, uh, I, I mean, I think considering where things have been, Florida State has done about – is what they certainly have done really well in the portal over the last two years. Now, I know there's questions about how long is the portal sustainable and do you want to live that way? But right now, you uh, you, you can't worry about four years from now. you got to do what you need to do, and, and that's what Florida State has done. I do think, as we spin it forward to this year's team, Keith, you know, they, they've done a nice job in the portal. Uh, are they going to have a defensive end as good as what they had last year? No, probably not. Is the offensive line going to be better than last year? Yeah, probably, because they've got more depth in now. And if you just make the assumption this is never a guarantee – but they return basically everybody. So if everybody they returned is just a smidge better and then you have depth, well, uh, clearly you're better. And I think you could make that argument for every position on offense pretty much. You've got some changes in the coaching staff. I'm not, no disrespect for the, for the gentlemen that were prior, but just optimistic about moving forward. Uh, I think uh, Shannon will do a great job with Anna, uh, Adam on the defensive side and scheming some things up. And, and, and certainly they're talented in the defensive backfield. We've talked about that. Uh, the running game should be improved. Uh, the passing game, as long as you can keep uh, your quarterback upright and healthy, uh, should be good. You know, this is the time of optimism. And so we'll choose appropriately to be optimistic and uh, we'll just keep moving forward. That's, the, you know, you and I talked before we began the, the program that you know, in today's world, more so than ever before, this has been a truism for, for decades, but in today's world, more so than ever, you can't burn bridges, you can't talk bad about people, you can't, you know, use excuses because of the way the media is, it'll get out. I might can express something to you underneath my breath, but if somebody else hears it and it gets posted, all of a sudden it's now a megaphone. Uh, the time to complain is over. 
the time to focus positively is ahead. And that's what we're going to do. Well, and I think the other part, Keith, and I feel like I make this point every year and it's, it's not quantifiable. It doesn't have star rankings, but Norvell, everybody who's currently on the FSU team is bought in. And two years ago, half the guys weren't bought in. And last year there were still guys that weren't bought in. Whoever's left at this point is bought in. And at some point, at some point, Keith, Florida State can be better than the sum of its parts. We see it all the time on an annual basis with Wake Forest in particular, but there are other teams who routinely are better than the sum of their parts. So even if you don't like all of Florida State's parts, and Mike Norvell's not going to say it this way, but if you asked him if he'd rather have uh, a bunch of more talented players rather than not as talented players, he's going to choose the more talented players option. But regardless, if they play together and you finally trust each other to be in the right spot at the right time, you can get a better result. So that's that maybe is what has me most optimistic about this season is I feel like the guys are all pulling the rope the same direction. And and that makes a difference on third and two when you get a stop or when you convert and keep the it's drive going. All, it's all about the concept of team, you know, uh, and said many times, football is 11 people playing like one. In basketball, you got five. In baseball, you got nine. Volleyball, you got eight or whatever it is. Uh, hockey, you've got six or seven. You know, football is the most complicated with those old permutations and combinations and how many different variables there are. Playing as a team can overcome individual talent. It's been that way for, for centuries. And now is no different. Are the schemes different? Yeah, they throw the ball more. They sure do. Are they bigger, faster, stronger? Yes, they are. But it's still a team sport. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. So where do you think this team is headed this year, Keith? I think this team can win seven ball games. And I think Florida State fans need to understand if they win seven ball games, they need to be happy. We've talked about it until we're sick of it. But the cupboard was so bare. And with, with, you know, three coaching changes over a two-year period of time, regardless of the personalities and the people involved and coordinators changing. And, and it, it's just, it, it just was not what it needed to be. And we were spoiled with 34 years with Coach Bowden. And so now that people that are paying attention understands how far this program has to come from Seven wins, maybe eight wins. Getting back to a bowl game is progress. We are not going to have overnight success. It is not going to happen quickly. There's too much competition. There's too much um, other teams out there that are striving for the same thing. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. It's just not. Do I wish it would? Sure, I do. We all would. Do I hate saying seven wins would be a good season or eight wins would be a good season? I don't like that. You know, I'm used to 14 seasons with 10 wins or more in, in consecutive bowl games, but that's the new reality. It is. And I agree with you on that. I, and I'm, uh, I'm maybe closer to eight than seven, but that's late June talking right now. We'll see as we get into the season, right? I'll be happy for you to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I do that on a weekly basis. We will take a, a break. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that? No, never mind. Just wait a minute. 
you, 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 turned, you turned your video off. I mean, this is a radio show folks are listening to. I'm not sure what you're doing right now, but we'll take a break, pay some bills, come back with more Front Row Knowles right after this. Hey folks, Austin Hobbs with Hobbs and Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia. And our summer super sale starts now. The weather's hot and the deals are hot. You already know you're going to get your best deal on a new Chevrolet like this 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. But what you didn't know is we sold so many new cars last month, we took in these great one-of-a-kind trades. Like this all-wheel drive Subaru, this 21 GMC Yukon, this 2019 Honda Touring fully loaded, and even an 02 Chevy Corvette convertible. you got to come see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Your local independent auto owner's agent is the Earl Bacon Agency. Call us at 878-2121 or visit us on the web at earlbacon.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. A few minutes ago as we finish up. So, Keith, let's transition to baseball and the possibility of Link Garrett coming in. Now, a reminder to our listeners, Keith and I are taping this on Tuesday night. Notre Dame's been eliminated from the World Series. They lost to Texas A&M 5-1, which means, uh, who knows, by the time you're listening to this show, maybe it's a done deal, maybe not. But but thoughts, Keith, you've been around these parts, uh, you know, for all of Link's life, basically. So you remember him growing up, certainly. I certainly do. Now, I would not tell you that I actually went to a Florida high game and saw him play in high school, uh, but uh, watched numerous games when he was in college, followed his career kind of as an outsider. Um, and, uh, you know, you and I both did work with Sunshine Network. Link was the, was the Florida State analyst for a number of years uh, for Seminole Broadcast with Sunshine Network and Sun Sports. You know, I don't know that anything will happen quick enough so that by the time that this show airs on Wednesday, uh, that there'll be an announcement. But as quickly as other things have happened, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Uh, I do know that, that A.D. Alford and, and, and those that are helping do a little bit of the uh, legwork, you know, need to get after it in the standpoint that there's already a story out that the new Clemson coach has already coached, uh, already approached rather Coach Bellinger to potentially go to Clemson uh, for the pitching position there. Again, by the time this show airs, that might already be announced. I don't know. But the bottom line is this thing's going to heat up and move quickly. And I expect that uh, we'll have news sooner as opposed to later. If you look at Link's record, you know, he, well, first of all, you mentioned Sunshine Network, Keith. So there's an irony in this one because he's been at Notre Dame, but the 2002 Super Regional, which is the one Florida State rolled into on a 25 game winning streak as Notre Dame came to Tallahassee. I broadcast that Super Regional with Link for, for Sunshine Network. And Notre Dame comes in and ends a 25 game winning streak in game one. And then Florida State wins game two. And in game three, some pitcher that had camped at FSU, that FSU either didn't recruit or didn't sign, beats FSU 3-1. And Notre Dame goes to the World Series, which was just the second time in their history. The third time in their history is this year under Link. So it's kind of interesting that, I mean, he wasn't directly involved in, in Notre Dame's last appearance, but he was there. It's just kind of bizarre. Right. Uh, but, he, he, you know, I think the thing Link had is as you go to 
say link versus meat and they played together they were roommates they're both tallahassee kids i have no idea how long they've known each other but i'm going to guess it was since they were playing at meridian park or or, or levy park even before that right because they were tallahassee right. star baseball right. players um meat had been an assistant for all those years but had never been a head coach link meanwhile got seven years at unc greensboro and the first three were all losing seasons but those are seasons outside of the spotlight where you figure out some things you're doing wrong and then you write the ship. Uh, and actually, yeah, it is seven seasons. And then he turned it around and got four winning seasons and parlayed it into the Notre Dame job. And at Notre Dame, it's just been straight up. I mean, there was a COVID year. They were 11 and two when that year got canceled. Then they go to the Super Regionals a year ago. Then they go to the College World Series. So the trajectory has been there. And I guess the, the, the bigger point is, and it's different for everybody, but, but I would think generally speaking, if you get a few years outside of the spotlight, to cut your teeth, it's not going to be a bad thing. And Link has had that. I mean, he's he's been spent a decade as a head coach. You mentioned the losing seasons. There's, I mean, that's something that that Meat never experienced, either as a player or a coach, uh, and and not, neither as a head coach. But my point is, though, those are character building times. Um, whether they get Link or not, I think is 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 going. We're going to know pretty quickly. The question I then have is, if you aren't successful in bringing him in, uh, who else do you go after? Uh, I've not seen, I mean, I've seen some list of some guys, uh, but they don't have any experience at the head coaching list uh, as, as well. And so, I mean, this may be an all or none type of thing in, in one sense, Tommy, you, what do you think? I don't think it's all or none. I think there's other, and I don't know the list because I'm not, there was a period when I was doing the games where I was pretty plugged into college baseball. Now is not that period. So I'm not going to try to add a bunch of names other than the, the names associated with FSU that our, our listeners would be familiar with. I think Florida State will give it a strong go. I think from a salary standpoint, they can be competitive with SEC schools. Uh, they may not want to be, but I think they can be. I think that Link would- I think they'll give, have to be. I think, I think Link, would give, Link would, would give a little hometown discount. I'm not saying he would volunteer that. But he's from here. His wife's from here. I think their families are still here. Uh, there's no state income tax in Florida. There's a there's a few. There's there's a heck of a lot of baseball players in the state of Florida. Uh, so I think there's a lot of reasons outside of just the dollars <clears throat> that Link would do it. Again, that's not to say he would come in and do it for nothing. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I, I just think at the end of the line, I don't feel like Florida State will get beat on a hundred thousand dollars because that's what SEC school offered. That was more, you know. Um, I think he would do a good, I think he'd do a good job. I mean, he, he's been at it a while. Link is a baseball guy through and through. I've told this story on this show before. This doesn't make him a good coach, but Keith, you and I in broadcasting, when you do the, and, and fans, you can see this, you call it the stand up in TV, but you're, or the open, but you see the announcers down at the first base or third base dugout and they're rehearsing and then recording the part of the broadcast that you see at the very top of the broadcast. Well, sometimes you work with folks and, and I've been one of these people too, Keith, Sometimes it takes multiple tries to get that right. I'll just leave it at that. I don't have to <laughs> tell you that sometimes it takes eight or 10 tries, depending on who you're working with. But generally, you do two or three of those. Well, I, the first broadcast I worked with Link, not only did he nail it on the first try, but an overthrown ball rolled between us in the middle of while he was talking, and he just saw it coming and kicked it out of the way with his right foot and didn't miss a beat, which is to say, he's just a baseball guy. That's really the bigger point. And I know that sounds silly. Maybe that's not a perfect analogy, but he gets the sport. 
He's he's alert enough to know if you're standing there, this ball might come over the first baseman's head. He's also, you know, enough of a skilled guy to say, I'll just kick it out of the way and keep going and never miss a beat. And that's what I, it's on. And the other thing I remember about it is I knew from the few broadcasts I did with him that he was not content to be a broadcaster. He wanted to be so much more hands-on. He just has baseball pulsing through his veins. So going to the booth to, to do announcing was not going to be enough for him. I agree. The other thing that now that he has that head coaching experience at two stops, one being a pretty recognizable name in Notre Dame, he'll be able to know what needs to be added to Hauser, what needs to be added to the program, you know, all the other things that you start hearing about now that coaches are negotiating for the program. He'll have a very good feel for what those are as well. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a package. Again, I'm not saying it's a done deal. Neither are you. I obviously know that. But that appears to be the direction that they're going. We'll just have to wait and see. We will. Keith, uh, next week, best of show. Again, it's all relative. It's what we got. We'll put it together, and you'll listen to it again next week. Uh, and then we'll, we'll regroup. The calendar will say July, and football practice starts in July, Keith. So we're close. There we are. All right. Until then, uh, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. He's Keith. I'm Tom. This is Front Row Knowles.